this is New Aura, and welcome to our new era. Attention, the audio in this episode may be fuzzy. Thank you. On today's episode of New Aura, the girls will be discussing being self-destructive slash handicapping yourself, being a nine-to-five girl, and dealing with insecurities. Today's affirmation is, I am a magnet for financial blessings. I know that's right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of New Aura. It's your girl Ree. And it's Lena. And I know we've been gone for like a month. It was kind of unexpected. Well, (laughs) I don't know. It's kind of my fault. It is. It's your fault. It's not mine. It's not mine. It's my fault that we've been um, on this little unexpected hiatus. Um, So, I guess I'll just tell you what's been going on. Well, it's a lot to um, talk about and over time I might decide to share what's been going on with me but I'm not there yet but just know a girl has been going through it physically emotionally mentally I was very drained um I have some stuff going on um physically health wise that I'm trying to take care of I've been in and out of the doctors like so much I think the last time y'all heard from me I had like two doctor's appointments that that week and uh, I'm still you know in the doctor's office I literally had an MRI yesterday it is not fun it is very scary and you're brave Mm -hmm. if you (laughs) decide to lay down on a table and let them put you in a tube it's not fun I had to lay there for like an hour while they took um pictures and things like that so I just been dealing with that it's been very financially draining I don't know I'm losing more money than making more money but for real yeah because my my medical bills are so I mean they're not chewing me up but but isn't it insurance don't you gotta pay like a copay yeah, I have to pay a copay, but I have to meet my deductible first. So what um, they do is they make you pay up until you reach your deductible. And at this point, if I pay like three hundred more dollars and anything, my deductible will be met for the year. So mm-hmm. I already know that's about to be happening. And they better <laughs> stop playing with me because it's getting expensive. Cause y'all, that MRI was two thousand dollars. Um, I didn't have you to pay that. For that? I did not pay the $2,000. I paid oh, like, I only pay, I know they made me, they want me to pay $700, but I like reduced that even more. So it wasn't a lot, but anywho, that's what's been going on with me. Um, I just been at work and um, dealing with, you know, my mental health and things like that. And we were supposed to record like two weeks ago or a week ago and then I found out some news and then I kind of went ghost in MIA. I didn't talk to anybody for like a week so I just been in my own little world but yeah you have been. I just I don't want to talk. I'm not ready to talk about it just yet. One day I'll share what's going on um, but I'm still trying to look at the bigger picture Because I'm going to be honest, it's very traumatizing, and I don't think anybody I know will be able to understand 
the things that I'm dealing with. So you can't yeah. even tell me. I'm not ready. I haven't told I anyone. Understand. I haven't even talked to I my mom understand. about it. I would understand. I'll get there, but I haven't talked to anybody about it. I'm just not there yet. Um, but I got more <laughs> doctor's appointments on the way, so we'll see. We'll see. Okay. I'm just. I don't even want to talk about it. But anyway, <laughs> what's been up with you? What you been up to? Nothing. I just been working, and I'm already ready to quit. I'm glad. Like one of our topics is about. Well, we're we're gonna get into it, but just know I'm ready to quit my job. I'm screaming, girl. One of the too. girls there tried to get me fired. Like she tried to get me fired. Right, oh, I can't work. Oh, what's tea? What's tea? Oh Lord, you had to jump some bitches. She tried to get me. Like she went and she told the manager. Like she told him I was unhappy. She told oh. him like all I do is get on my phone. Is it a palm colored person? No, she's she's a Latina. Hmm. Yes. Okay. And she tried to get me fired. Like he called me into the office and everything. <laughs> For real, girl. Yeah. That's kind of so fucked like, up. No, it is because you don't know my situation. Like, how are you gonna get me fired because you don't like me? For whatever reason. Bitches always be hating. It's funny, like, okay, I can't tell y'all what I do because I'm going to get in trouble. But I I have a job that is very, um, you have to be a certain way. You have to act a certain way. You can't come off as, you know, being, doing things that are not societally i'm talking so wrong like it's not societally right you know like you gotta be like the Mm -hmm. purest form of a person to do this job yeah yeah like and i can't really like tell y'all what i do hopefully maybe this summer i'll tell y'all what i've been doing because i'm about to quit this job for real because i'm (laughs) so sick of it i literally cannot it's just certain things is making me stress out pulling my Mm -hmm. hair out i literally Okay, I went to the doctor on April 4th. That was like almost two weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. I was, I weighed a certain amount and I went to the doctor yesterday and I dropped like six pounds mm-hmm. because I'm stressing out at this job and nobody is helping me and I'm getting very frustrated and I'm <laughs> just so sick of it. I tell people I want to quit this job so much and y'all know I'm very much the type of person to be like fuck a job because yeah in this day and age i i'd I be sounding real radical about this shit mm-hmm. but fuck capitalism for real i'm no, so really. over it i'm so over it so that's yeah why is she trying to get you fired friend i really like i wish i could tell you but i don't know like i i don't know why she doesn't like me like i don't even talk to her like she like since the second week i've been working there like she's just been like like she she, had my mama told me that the fame would bring out all the haters Like, okay, yeah. so I just started there, so you know, I'm gonna make a couple of mistakes. Like, right, I think it was like the second week, and I did something like wrong, wrong, whatever. And she didn't even tell me, but as soon as the boss came, like, she just brought it up and she said my name, and I'm like, what? Like, you didn't, you were here for hours, and you didn't say nothing to me, but as soon as you see the boss, you want to tell her to get me in trouble? Like, you're weird. You're really Girl. weird, but... That's funny, I don't want to quit because, like, the job has so many perks. I'm screaming. <laughs> Whatchamacallit, me... What? Dealing with the environment that I work in. Bitches be catty. And you know, mm-hmm. I'm the type of girl, I'm very reserved. I'm very to myself. Yeah. Really like, I don't really like talking about my life and stuff like that. And people think that's yeah. just so rude. And it's like, it's not yeah, rude. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. I just don't want to talk to you, sis. <laughs> like, I feel like when I'm working, I'm working. I'm not trying to talk. I'm not trying to have a conversation. I'm not trying exactly. to be Like, I'm working. I'm not care. trying to be. Girl, they be texting my phone and I be ignoring them. Right? Like, <laughs> don't text me. Do not text me. 
Yeah. The number one rule I, I learned in this type of environment is you cannot make friends with these people. You or they can. they gonna switch up on you exactly. and try to you know get you fired and stuff. That's why I don't want people to know anything about my personal life. I don't exactly. want anybody to know what my Instagram look like. You shouldn't even know what kind of car I drive, even if you do <laughs> see me into it in the parking lot. Like for real, <laughs> chill out. <laughs> it's none of your business. I don't want to be friends with y'all because people be right. very they be very you know I don't know I guess bothered that. You don't want anything to do with them, so I think that's what it is, and it's like she's so catty. Like she'll do anything to get me in trouble or to get me fired. It's so weird. Like I've never experienced. I actually that miss my last job I had because I made some really cool friends. They, even though they were a little bit younger than me and you, they yeah. just was. We was just fun. It was a good time. I actually went to go see them the other day, but anyway. I'll be missing my little job. People at the like at these like big girl jobs like these. They be they're like catty, yeah, messy. And I hate a bitch that try to boss me around or tell me how to do things. I hate that. And that's what she does. Like she constantly tries to tell me what to do, and I'm just like, okay, okay, okay. I don't give her no energy, and I think that's what makes her mad. Because then she'll go and then she'll go to the manager, the, the, the boss, and she'll just start talking and telling them all the mistakes that I've made. And like, dang, I just started working here. I just I'm started screaming. Here. I just started. Like, dang. Child. Do you hate me? That's why, listen, I went out <laughs> last night. I'm a, I'm a little bit still hungover. Very <laughs> much, very hungover. I'm moving so slow today. But um, I went out last night and okay, well, no, let me talk about my day yesterday. So I had, I have been up since 6am. I had to do my MRI very early in the morning. I had to be in that damn tube for like an hour and a half. And they made, they was making me do breathing exercises. And she's like, breathe in, breathe out. And she kept making me do that shit like over and over. And I was like panicking. I'm not going to lie, y'all. It's really scary. I low-key was like, oh my God, I can't do this. Like, I was, it was very, I don't know. Like, I, I felt like a, a child. Because like, I had my eyes closed. And then like, you can feel them um, putting you in the thing. And like, you know, since my eyes are closed, it went from light to dark. And all I saw was darkness. It was very scary. So, um, but I had to get an IV drip. Cause they had to put some um, contrast in, in, I guess, in me, whatever, so they could see whatever they're looking at. And um, so I had lit IV drip, y'all. My wrist was bandaged up. She had tried to do it in my arm, so my other arm was bandaged up. I was looking very much like Frankenstein's wife or something, because <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't given. So I had to be there for like ever. And then right after that, I had to go see my primary care physician. And um, she just put me on some, yeah, okay. If y'all have been put on Lexapro, please DM the New Aura Instagram and let me know your experience on it because she put me on Lexapro. I haven't taken it today because I'm very much hungover, but people keep telling me that it makes them want to kill themselves even more. And I'm just like, I'm not suicidal. I'm just a little depressed. So if it's going to make me do all that, then maybe I shouldn't be taking it. So yeah, I went there and then I finally did my passport application. I finally sent that hoe off in my $130. So I'm very proud of myself. Catch us in Cabo soon or Cancun or Tulum or Jamaica or Paris or somewhere jail. I'm dead. <laughs> uh-huh. I done finally got my big. I'm ready. That passport is on its way. And then I went home, and I'm not gonna lie, that little IV drip, whatever they put in that thing, had me knocked the fuck out. I slept Girl. like a baby. And I woke up. Somebody was like, Oh, you wanna go out tonight? And I was like, Hell yeah. I shouldn't have because I got all these drugs in my system for whatever they put in the IV. And I went out. And it was fun, though. We was um in Deep Ellum. It was nice. 
the niggas was being very weird. <laughs> they were, this one guy came up to me, and I'm already drunk because I had a, uh, I had like, I didn't, dr- I really didn't drink a lot. I had one buzz ball. I had one shot of some vodka, I think, and then I had a shot of Casamigos. That Casamigos always fucks me up. But he was talking to me, and I'm just, I didn't hear anything he was saying. And mind you, he African. And he was like, he was like, he basically told me to, like, speak. He's like, why are you not speaking? I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck you're saying. And then he, like, held his hand out for me to shake. And so I gave him, like, a little lit, a lit puppy handshake. He's like, no, shake my hand for real. I was like, okay, and I walked off, because, bitch, don't play with me. I, I I wasn't even checking for you, because I'm on a no-nigga diet right now, so. I'm dead. Is he, was he, like, did he have an accent, or, like? Yeah, I think he was uh-oh. from Maryland. Oh. <laughs> and I lied and said I was from Atlanta. Girl, bye. I was like, yeah, my name Erin. I'm from Atlanta. And what I, I lied about that so many times. One nigga actually called me out. He was like, where are you from? I was like, uh, um, I'm from Atlanta. And he was like, what part? And I was like, Buckhead. He was like, no, what street? And I was like, uh. Not street. What? I had to walk out. I was like, not you catching me in my lie. <laughs> Plus, I'm drunk. I couldn't think that fast. Because I was going to say that street that we was on the last time. Because I remember it's like Cheshire Bullet Bridge or something like that. I remember that, but I, I could It wasn't coming to my mind, so I had to walk so off. Why would he ask you about a street? That's weird. You should know that Buckhead is a place in Atlanta, and that's all you need to know, nosy motherfucker. <laughs> like, talk about he from um Alabama. Ew. Okay, so what that got to do with Atlanta? How you know Atlanta so well? Why are you in my business? <laughs> and then this other guy was trying to talk to one of my homegirls, and I looked down at his feet, and he had on bowling shoes, y'all. I kid you not. I was like, bitch, he got on bowling shoes. And I had to whisper in her ear. Because the first thing I'm going to look at about a nigga is his shoes, and then the next thing I'm going to look at is his teeth. Baby, when I saw the bowling shoes, I said, bro, I bust out laughing so fast. And I did not mean to bust out laughing in his face, but bowling shoes. I'm crying. And then, and then he claimed that he was from Houston. It wasn't giving Houston. Because he, he knew where the city we live in, like the actual city we live in. So how are you from Houston, but you know this little tiny ass city? You're not from no fucking Houston, liar. And then you had on bowling shoes, bitch. I was like, that nigga about to start tap dancing for real. <laughs> Baby. And then that wasn't even a fit. He had on a white tee, probably a Hanes white tee, some fucking shorts, and bowling shoes. Them motherfucking church church worker 3000s, bitch. Uh-uh. <laughs> I couldn't. And then, yeah, so that was my, and I came home drunk as fuck off one shot. That one shot of Casamigos had me so fucked up. And I came home and I threw up and now I'm hungover. So I I honestly, I feel very fried right now. (laughs) (sighs) So let's get into these (laughs) topics. So this first topic is being about being self-destructive and handicapping yourself. And I thought about this topic because Miss Lena here was like, you keep talking about this boy. You're handicapping yourself by even being worried about him or whatever, you know. And I was like, yeah, I guess in a way. Cause I think I, don't I, t- saying that though, but- I think I told y'all I saw somebody I knew at a club or whatever. And I wasn't expecting it. And Lena was like, you handicapping yourself, being worried about that stuff. Let it go. Basically telling me to let it go. Wait, I said that on the podcast or I said that? That was a private conversation. Oh, okay. okay, okay. So (laughs) um, I wanted to talk about that because I am the queen of accountability. Well, maybe just a little bit. Mm. I 
be I be taking account accountability for my actions for the most part. Not all the time, maybe sometimes, but I like to think of it that I do. Cause when you told me that I was handicapping myself, I was a little bit salty. I'm not gonna lie. I was a little bit salty. Like, okay. I don't know. It's just seeing that person. It just it's gonna always like re-traumatize me or whatever. Like, I don't know. I just be like, it just be so surreal to me to be like it was just to be in that same place. And at the time I just feel like I wasn't healed from it. But um honestly, since all of that happened, like I think I thought about it and talked about it for about a week. And then after that, I kind of just, you know, forgot about him again. But I don't know, y'all. I've been I've been in such a limbo. I haven't had time to think about anything or anyone. But yeah. I did want to talk about being self-destructive because mm-hmm. I, I have the um, habit of getting in my own way of things. And I'll be looking at certain mm-hmm. situations and I'm like, if I would have never like handicapped myself and you know, if I didn't, if I, if I would have not, if I would have strayed from the norm, instead of staying in my same box, mm-hmm. I might be a little bit further in life dude. but I just wanted to be self-destructive because I think it just stems from being comfortable. And I, I mean, I think we get way too comfortable with being comfortable. So yeah, that's my take on it. I don't know. I, I'm just trying to remember, like, why did I say you're a handicap? Like, I'm just, I'm like trying to remember. Because I think I was like bringing him up and I was like, you know me, if you bring that boy up to me, I'm going to talk about it for hours. I could talk about it for days and nights. I could talk but about I it. I didn't bring him up. You brought him up. No, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> Well, maybe that's what I meant. Like, can I talk about it on here or do you care? Go ahead. I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like even since, uh, I don't want to, can I talk about college? Like, can I talk about it? Yeah, you can talk about college, but don't say no names. Okay. Well, I'm not going to, no, I'm just saying, like, I feel like you've been like we've been hearing about it since like for years now and I feel like maybe if you would have just you know deaded it just stop talking about him stop thinking about him maybe you would be in a different you know like different position in life right now if that makes sense do you know what I mean or, like, maybe you wouldn't have gone through everything that she went through if you would have just, like, you know, you know what I mean? But I wasn't like, thinking about it like that. Okay, I think it's because the way I see it is that we had that long, like, I didn't, I really did not talk to, like, after we graduated high school, I did not talk to this person for, like, two years. Yeah. And I didn't see from him, hear from him until... Um, a certain situation and then that's when it like sparked back up and I was trying my hardest to leave him alone in that moment but but I feel like if you keep talking about somebody like over and like if you or you keep talking about something or things it just manifests and maybe if you didn't talk about him that much he wouldn't have manifested in your life the way he did if that makes sense. Did I talk about him during those two years? Yes. I did. (laughs) I don't remember. Maybe I did. Since you told me, like, I don't even know. When did you tell me? I told you, yeah, I told you sophomore year of college. Well, my second year of college. I told you right before that situation happened. Yeah. And like, I feel like, and I really wasn't expecting it. But honestly, during those two years, I didn't talk about him. I didn't think about him up until, like, I mean, I told you, but like, way after, like, what we had yeah. going on in high school. I told you, like, way later. I think I, I told you, like, yeah, around that time I did. And then, yeah, it's just, you know, I probably would be in a different position. Or not different position. I just feel like maybe uh, you guys wouldn't have. Like, what happened between y'all wouldn't have happened if you weren't in your- I really should have left it alone. 
I yeah. really should have left it alone when um one of your friends said that he was planning a trip somewhere that didn't include me. But um, anywho, wait, remember? <laughs> she don't remember. What this. friend? You know which friend? Squire's friend. friend. Oh. That's when I should have let. Well, really, I should have never even like sparked that back up. But, um, I mean, sometimes you just get caught in the moment. I was what nineteen at the time when all yeah. that stuff happened, so I really can't be too hard on myself. But I can be hard on myself because yeah. I knew better. But um, anyways, enough about him. I just think in general, sometimes I have the habit of being very like self-destructive, getting in my own way. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like it's a lot of opportunities I didn't miss by just being too fearful of what could like happen, like taking that leap. So like having anxiety or something. Like, um, not necessarily, I guess anxiety in a way, but I think sometimes I don't trust myself to, um, carry things out in the proper manner, just like with jobs. Um, and I've done it recently. I had got um, somebody from a big company had reached out to me on LinkedIn and they were like, apply for it. And I applied for it. I took the little test and everything. And then um, the hiring manager reached out to me to like, I guess, mm. you know, move forward in the process. But I decided to withdraw it because I'm currently committed to another job and I wouldn't be able to just drop the job that I'm doing now to do the other job. Why not? Cause I committed to this. I, you know, I said that uh, me, I'm the type of person if I'm, if I'm gonna commit to something I have to, I just wasn't expecting this company to get back to me so quickly. So I had to withdraw my application because it wouldn't fit in my time frame. Now, if they asked me, um, a month from now, I would have did it, but I can't. I couldn't. You so. still did it. You don't even like the job you're at now. <laughs> We're gonna see, though. I mean, I've been looking at other jobs, and I, also the position they wanted me to do wasn't something I was interested in. Like, oh, it was okay. basically um something kind of dealing with HR type stuff. But I, I mean, I oh, thought man. I thought I would like it, but. I'll tell you what it was after because it's it, it it's not cute. I'm gonna let y'all know that. And this company is known for working their workers to death. So oh, I think you told me. The a? You told me. Yeah, you you did tell me. Yeah. So I just <laughs> the I just was like I don't think that's the right fit for me. Yeah, but it fit. did allow me to like know that okay maybe I can get a big girl job. Maybe I am worthy of a big girl job, but um, yeah. So, what's your experience with being self destructive or like handicapping yourself? Um, I feel like in my case, it's mostly like I used to be like really socially anxious, like to the point where like I feel like like. In college, I really didn't to partake in a lot of the opportunities that they had there because I was just so scared. Like, I would be just so nervous to enter a room with new people. I didn't know, like, how people would perceive me. So I think in my case, that's, like, how I've been... um, what is it self-destructive but I feel like in general like in other situations I think I'm able to like reflect like mm, let's say like in like in relationships like when they end I'm able to like look back on it reflect and try to be better for my net you know like I'm able to grow like I don't know how to explain it I don't know how to explain it but I think I I think I can like self-reflect a lot but when it comes to like social situations it's kind of hard for me 
Yeah, so. yeah, I feel the same way. I feel like I kind of like held myself back in college too because I've always yeah. been like reserved person. If y'all know, I did not make not one single friend in college. I was just hanging around my cousin and her friends and calling yeah. it a day because honestly, I was just, I didn't even want to be in college and I was just trying mm-hmm. to get this degree and go. I wasn't trying to lollygab with you hoes. Yeah. But maybe I should have lollygagged a little bit. But after that bitch was being fake behind my back about some shit, I was like, yeah, this is why I can't. Mm -mm." (laughs) No. This is why I don't want no fucking friends. Bitches be so shady behind your back. So I was just like... Yeah. I was like in a... You know, but I feel like, damn, maybe I should have took more opportunities to go meet with my professors. I think that was one thing I had a problem with in college was going to those... um, meetings with my professors what do they call them office hours mm-hmm. with my professors because i'll be so nervous and like just sitting in front of them and them like kind of like talking about your grades and stuff it's just i don't know it's mm-hmm. just it used to just make me anxious like i, I don't know yeah so, or you know i could have at least you know because me i'm the type of person i'm not trying to be buddy buddy with my professors like i'm not here to do that but maybe yeah. I should have been, because maybe I'd be in a different position. Maybe I wouldn't be, you know, I have some recommendations for a job. And yeah. I have a perfect example of handicapping myself. Um, my senior year of college, um, I was taking a nonfiction writing class, and I had a piece about um, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, because that's where I'm from. I had wrote a piece um, and my professor, he loved it, and he told me to submit it to a magazine because their um, the issue that they were coming out with was about home. And um, I just didn't do it because I felt like the work that I did was not good enough. And I think sometimes, like, I'm very hard on myself because sometimes if you're a creator and you know, I think most people will understand this. If you're a writer, a photographer, an artist, even like entrepreneur, you're going to be the heart, like you as yourself, as the person who's doing the job, you're going to be way harder on yourself and you're just not yeah. going to be a, you know, you won't feel like everything is good enough. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like everything I produce is never good enough and other people mm-hmm. may like it, but it's like, it's not good enough for me. And I'm still like, I still haven't, created a piece that I felt like was good enough but I had so many people telling me oh my god this is so good you should have submitted it and things like that it's kind of embarrassing that I didn't but um I mean (laughs) at the time I just really felt like that piece wasn't good enough at all like yeah I just I didn't feel like I, I I don't know so I think sometimes I handicap myself by not taking risks yeah because it's just you know like sometimes when you take risk it's just like it's either gonna be good or bad and sometimes i rather but it's crazy because just... most times it's good it's just nerve-wracking it is it just makes me so anxious maybe this lexapro yeah. will calm me down well, I mean, they didn't make them want to kill themselves, so I don't think so. Y'all, but... I'm really trying because... Listen, I haven't started taking it yet, but I'm kind of nervous because I don't, I don't even have suicidal thoughts. But now I'm like, damn, is he really gonna make me want to kill myself? So I don't know. We're gonna see. I'll give y'all an update in a month <laughs> how it goes. Cause child, I want to be with um whatever Summer Walker on, cause she seems more relaxed and more open and not as anxious as she used to be. So maybe she's just happy. But I mean, I'm trying to get there. I'm just, yeah. You know, taking, I don't know. Like, you know that song by Mariah Scientist? Mm, what song? Note to Self. Yeah. know. Yeah. It's about being self destructive. It really is like. I think if more people sat down and realized and looked back at certain situations, we will realize how much we have been in our own way. And mm-hmm. I just want us not to be in our own way in relationships and careers and life mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, Cause right now, 
what would make me happy is cutting off my hair and dyeing my hair. That's what I really want to do. But I can't. I can't. Because if I do it, then I'm going to get fired. I ain't got time for that. So, but... I don't know. I kind of feel like I'm overextending in my own way. I'm not blocking anything anymore. I'm just I'm more cautious. Mm-hmm. All I can do is be yeah. more cautious about the decisions I make, especially with these niggas. Especially, okay. I am on a no nigga diet. A no nigga <laughs> diet. I've been on a no nigga diet since February. We're going strong. Like last night when the boys was approaching your girl, you know, I just, none of them was like, I don't know. I didn't really care. Y'all are all yeah. lame. And um, <laughs> I don't know. None of y'all turning me on. Like it's nothing nobody could say. Nothing you could do. I'm just on a no nigga diet. I don't want to fuck with no, none of these niggas. And maybe I am being a little self-destructive, but I have to heal myself first before I try to commit to somebody else. I don't got time for that. So Yeah, I don't feel like that's self-destructive. I feel like that's taking accountability and reflecting. Because I'm the queen of life. accountability. Duh. I'm good. <laughs> mm. This queen is accountable for her actions. Because one thing about me, I'm going to be the first to reach out. <laughs> Period. I'm good. I'm just saying, I I like to be real. Y'all know me. Like, I know it was a situation when I was kind of being, like, fake to somebody. Mm-hmm. And y'all were like, that's fake. And I was like, fine. I'm going to just tell that person what it is and why it is, what's going on, like, why I'm not really fucking with them. And, you know, it's been better ever since. So. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be self-destructive. <laughs> be self-aware period yeah because honestly when you're self-aware your life is better so mm-hmm. well you take accountability for things i and the thing about it though is i i've never really had like a a victim mindset like i don't know like well i think we all sometimes feel like we're the victim but i feel like mm-hmm. some people just take it too far like you always got to look at what you did to make that outcome happen yeah yeah so i just you know you know you can play victim sometimes but not all the time you got to be real with yourself in certain situations i've looked back on um like my previous friendship that ended i mean maybe i could have been more like a better friend but at the time i didn't know what the fuck that meant i just i mean i could that's a whole different topic but um yeah i wasn't the victim in that situation uh (laughs) She definitely wasn't a victim, even though that's how she felt. I mean, I don't know. All you can do is be more self-aware, really, to prevent being self-destructive, being more accountable, being more open, more focused. And um, I'm not going to lie, though. When I kind of went MIA for that little week, I was, like, the most at peace. Now, it was just so quiet. I liked the silence. It was just me, myself, and I. And um, it just was a good reflection time. And um, I was just going through things that, like, my doctor was telling me. And I was just like, you know, some some things I'm kind of like, dang, maybe it is my fault. Or, you know, certain things like that. So, it's just all about self self reflection being mm-hmm. more aware being honestly being more present in things yeah. as well and yeah. not being so oh well it is what it is cuz i'm gonna tell you right now time <laughs> is not forever you don't have that much time on this earth you do not you really don't so like you have to be more you know self aware and, you know, just do things for your own happiness. Don't really worry about the negative outcomes or what people may think. Because that holds yeah. me back, too. Because mm-hmm. I wish I had the personality of some of the people I know who just take charge and just is ready to, you know, you know, do what they need to do. Baby, 
I I have a long way to go. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's move on. I wanted yeah. to talk about being a nine to five girl. And I specifically wanted to talk about why it's okay to be a nine to five girl because I think that, and I think we talked about this before, this generation is too set in the idea that you have to be a millionaire before you hit 20. And I'm going to be real. It's not, it don't work like that. It doesn't. I know you want to be Jada Wada, but listen. <laughs> I want to be Jada Wada. <laughs> we all can't be Jada Wada. There's only one Jada Wada. So... <laughs> I don't know. I think it's okay being a nine to five girl. It's okay, but I don't. I don't like it. I really don't. I don't like it either. Like, I'm the I'm type of person like it doesn't matter what job I get. It doesn't matter how much money they pay me. I'm not gonna like it, and I'm not gonna like it simply because I have to wake up early, get ready, and stay there for eight hours, and then come Listen. back and tired. Somebody got to do the nine to five job to get things done around this motherfucker. We all can't be on. Listen, y'all. I am not an entrepreneurial type of girl. I like a nine to five for structure. Now, personally, the way I would want my nine to five to work is on my own terms, my own schedule. And if I am going to work a nine to five, it has to be something I enjoy. If it's nothing I enjoy, then I can't see myself at a job long term. That's why I be like, fuck these jobs. They don't give a fuck about us. Like my job now, it's a nine to five. And like the perks are re- are perky. Like it's a what good they job, giving you, but- friend? <laughs> Mine's ain't giving me nothing but strokes. Just no, the perks are perking. Like you basically can do whatever you want and then get paid every week. But it's just like I don't care about the job. I just don't care about it. I don't enjoy it. It's just boring. Like I don't like being there, even though I don't really have to do much. I just don't like it. I hate nine to fives. Like I just I know. I really just hate waking up early. Yeah, I don't like it. I do not like waking up early, but. Yeah, it's okay to work a nine to five. I know a lot of people like to look down on it these days, but think about it. Who's going to be our doctors in the future? Who's going to be our lawyers in the future? Who are, you know, certain things can't be replaced with being an entrepreneur. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like you can't replace being a doctor because like, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of talking shit to myself because I could have been doing way more than I'm doing now. But somebody had to drop being a biology major. So don't be like, (laughs) keep your original major. Oh, my gosh. No. (laughs) No. I'm sorry. Being a biology major was fucking hard as hell. (laughs) Baby, when I saw I made a D in chemistry... And then I made a D in bio. I was like, yeah, this is not for me. I had a real honest talk with myself. I won't be that doctor for you. Sorry. Yeah. And my, my, my dad was so upset. He really thought his daughter's about to be opening up her own medical practice. Sorry, pops. It no. wasn't going to be happening. It wasn't in me. Talking about all you gotta do is use your brain, nigga. It's harder than you think. It's more than a brain. It's more than a brain. I'm sorry. I'd rather not. I don't want to waste my time with things that I know I'm not gonna be able to understand at all. So yeah. But yeah. I just think that having a nine to five is like a vibe. I don't know. It is a vibe. Like okay, cause like, I just feel job. like productive when I get up and go to work every yeah. day. But not saying that entrepreneurs are not productive. It's just like y'all. Having a nine to five isn't like that bad now. It's really I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say this, but if you're working a job that is meant for teenagers, I can see why you hate your nine to five. But if you're doing a big girl job, Wait, okay, yeah. if you work at a fast food or you work at the mall or retail, then okay, I would hate it too. I really, I hated it. I hated, no, it, I hated I it too. I hated retail <laughs> so much. And guess what? I saw one of my customers that used to bitch at me mm-hmm. at my old job. And she was complaining at Walmart. And then she was trying to talk to me. But I don't think she recognized me. 
But yeah. Yeah. Mm mm. I don't miss I don't miss I don't miss that job. Now the nine to five I'm in now looks better on paper than yeah, the job I had before. So and the way I see it is now that I've left retail, I feel like I'm working my way up to bigger and better. So yeah. but I'm tired of getting up at seven thirty in the morning. I hate it I for me. It would be easier for me to get up if I enjoyed it, if I cared, but I don't I don't care at all. Like I just don't care. I don't I don't I don't care. I don't want to be there. But they pay me well, so I would be there. Period. I'm screaming. <laughs> Where should my colleague? Um so yeah, okay. So the last topic I wanted to talk about was dealing with insecurities. <laughs> Mm-hmm. What you gotta think? What you think about that, friend? I don't know. I don't feel like I have that many insecurities anymore. I I feel like it's just easier if you learn to be happy with who you are and what you have. Because like I just like being insecure, thinking that somebody has it better than you, like hating your body, hating the way you talk, hating how you look. Like, it's just so, like, depressing. Like, and nobody wants to be depressed. So, I don't know. I just choose to try to... I've only had, like, one major insecurity, and that is about my body. I've never really been too insecure about anything. And what's... Well, not what's funny, but... Um, if y'all, well, y'all probably have never seen me unless you follow me on Instagram, which mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know my Instagram. So, but some of y'all be sneaky. I know y'all be seeing what I look like. Anyway, I am a dark skinned woman. And even then, like, I think that like, I, I was never really insecure about I mean, I was a little insecure about being dark skinned, but it was not like de- debilitating it. I honestly I, I never really saw like the the negative effects of being dark skinned. Like I, of course, I had you know certain situation, but it wasn't like every day somebody was picking on me for being dark skinned or things like that. Mm-hmm. Now in elementary, they definitely was calling your girl an African booty scratcher, but you know, look at where they're at now. I mean, I might be dark as midnight, but damn, they used to go in on your girl. Yeah, but um. Even then, with all that type of stuff, it really never really affected me. But my body has been, like, my number one insecurity. And I'm still dealing with it today. But I feel like um, I've kind of come to terms with... Okay, knowing my medical history, I don't put it... uh, I really honestly don't blame myself as much as I used to. Because I can't help the fact that I gain weight so easily. Yeah. Now, when I look in the mirror, I'm sorry. I don't want to have. I'm sorry. I don't want my stomach in my pants, but it has to go there. Cause where else is it gonna go? Where else is it gonna go? Yeah. And um, I just really try to be kind to myself. I think that's the one thing um I, I've learned to how like how I've learned to deal with my insecurities is by yeah. being kind to myself instead of being hard on myself okay let me see the the perks let me see the the pros of this you know um sometimes you know i mean honestly for me like it's some days i look at my body i'm like ew and some days i look at my body i'm like ooh, who's that girl because i just it's like a mindset thing um yeah and also it's um trying to please others Trying mm-hmm. to fit into what society wants, things like that. Yeah. Especially with um social media. Whew. The I BBL like brigade. Media. Yeah. They be on their way, baby. It's the IG girls. Like the IG girls can really make you hate yourself. <laughs> and honestly, I think I think it's a natural emotion to be a little insecure i think insecurity is is natural in a way yeah but sometimes i think it gets out of hand when it's starting to reflect 
in every aspect of your life. For me, like, I think for the longest time, oh my gosh. So when I was in middle school, this is when I first started to gain weight. Mm -hmm. I would wear a jacket every day of the year, even in the summer, because I hated my body so much. I would like cover it in big jackets and stuff. And um, when I went to high school, I was like, fuck that. It's hot. I'm taking off this jacket. And I mean, what what are they going to say to you? What can they say to you? Like, let's be real. So I just stopped giving a fuck. I really have been more in a like, oh, I don't give a fuck. But also, um, another thing with insecurities is the reaction people will have to you when they notice those insecurities or they point them out and, um, or thinking that somebody will not like you for your insecurities. Like, so with me, um, my body, I obviously, I'm going to like be a little bit more, um, shy when it comes to talking to boys and stuff. Cause I don't want mm-hmm. them to turn around and be like, Hey, look at that bitch Fupa. Yeah. Don't do me like that. Like I, I used to get nervous around boys because it's so much that they could pick on me for. Mm-hmm. But honestly, like yesterday, last night, I was walking them streets, fupa in my shorts, don't give a fuck, and was still you're getting approached. Pretty. Still getting approached. So sometimes, you know, because when you're pretty, you're pretty. Period. Period. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I do be in the gym and stuff, and it helps. And my body isn't super, like, um, you know, I'm not super, I don't got, like, the flattest stomach, but I feel like, okay, it looks decent when it feels mm-hmm. like being decent. And in some days, I get down on myself because of, um, I'll like, you know, that's why I try to stay away from like scales and stuff. Like, I don't know. Like when it comes to being insecure, I just really think that you should be kind to yourself. Like, don't be hard on yourself. We can't help certain things, you know, like, and now one thing I hate (laughs) is a bitch that's insecure over a man. (laughs) Don't be beefing with me. Don't be beefing with me over no man. I'm just kidding. I, I, let me tell you, I was that girl too. I was that girl, just a little bit insecure about. But sometimes, but these guys they make you insecure. Like, imagine you're with a guy and then you find out he's with somebody else at the same time. Like, that's bound to make you insecure. Oh, definitely. Oh, Shabbatai, praise the Lord. I felt that because I definitely, <laughs> I definitely, y'all. It was to the point where <laughs> I thought bitches was trying to stab me in my back. For real. I thought, I was like, damn, I got to look over my shoulder for everybody. Because he just fucked with so many people that I knew. Yeah. It just made me like, damn, what the fuck? I don't look mm-hmm. like none of these bitches. Like, so, yeah. I try not to let those type of things. See, that's why you mess Astro with niggas. Is a household robot that can help you monitor your home when you're away. It can also Alexa, money. stop. Y'all, why she just turned on? That was scary. <laughs> that was scary. I'm telling y'all, these robots is trying to take over the world. What is she even talking about? Right, like, Oscar, what? Who? Okay. <laughs> Bitch, this reminds me of that um, movie G Nation or G Force when the robots started taking over the world Mm-mm. I'm about to unplug her ass cause I know she be listening to me for real <laughs> oh I'm gonna have to unplug Miss <laughs> Alexa let me whisper her name before she turn on I don't know that okay girl oh, but... shut up Mm-mm. but yeah so that's my take on dealing with your insecurities be kind to yourself don't Oh, and stop comparing yourself. I know it's hard, but let me You'll tell you something. You'll be so much happier if you didn't compare yourself. Like, just be happy with what you have and be happy. Or you don't even have to be happy or just be content. <sighs> like, just be content. <laughs> she said, fuck being happy. You might as well be content. Be content with it. Like, and sometimes like you can't change. Like, oh, Yeah. <laughs> Like, um, when I, like, growing up, 
I did was a little insecure about being dark skinned, but honestly, I think people bullied bullied me into not caring no more, and I just kind of <laughs> was like, "Fuck it, I, I can't change it. I don't yeah. want to change it." Because when I looked at the options to change it, I was like, "I'm not bleaching myself. That looks scary." So. <laughs> I have no choice but to love myself at that point. Get what I'm saying, y'all? So Yeah. <laughs> I can't change anything about that. Like, it is yeah. what it is. We all got flaws. We all got mm-hmm. scars. Yep. We all have been through something. We're all going through something. And nobody can mm-hmm. judge anybody else for yeah. anything that they have going on. So yeah. be kind to yourself and be kind to others. Cause, yeah. Whew. So, yeah. Cause karma is real, so it is. Be nice. <laughs> Ciao. Okay, so now we're gonna get into the aura work. I didn't really have anything super detailed for us. I was just gonna read a little piece of poetry by Miss Rupi Carr in her book Homebody. I have her home, her her home, her whole collection. I have milk and honey. I have the um sun and her and the and her flowers and I also have homebody. So, I'm going to read this little piece. All right. Are we ready? Okay, y'all might want to get the snap and like we in love Jones. <laughs> I want to live. I'm just afraid. I won't measure up to the idea people have of me in their heads. I'm afraid of getting older, scared I'll never write anything worth reading again, that I'll disappoint the people who are counting on me, that I'll never learn how to be happy, that I'll be broke again one day, that my parents will die, and I'll be alone in the end. And the reason why I chose this artwork because it's, it's, I, I felt that in my body. It, yeah. um, especially with me being a writer, I have not re- written anything that I, you know, think is readable. Um, especially with the whole being alone in the end is kind of scary too, because that's something I think about a lot. And just mm-hmm. certain things that I'm just like, ooh. But I think we all have those fears of being, um, you know alone and going back to what used to be but yeah so journal prompts for this oral work is to write down your fears and when you write down those fears i want you to go back and write about how you're going to navigate those fears so we don't be afraid period period (laughs) so that's all i have for oral work it wasn't a lot I already think this episode is really long. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to, you know, share that piece that I, cause I honestly, people think that her books are just little words and yes, it's little words, but they, they weigh so much. If you guys get what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. if, and oh my God, her, her first book, Milk and Honey really helped me through some trauma and some heartbreak. So now we're going to get into these Dear New Aura questions. Um, if you want advice, please email us at asknewaura at gmail.com. Or you can click the link below to submit it on our Google form. Um, so our first question What do I need to expect when getting in a relationship with an older boy? Uh, how how old are we talking? What do you mean by older? What older boy? <laughs> well, this person must be in high school, and she's talking about somebody in their twenties. Maybe I feel like that's what she means. Probably because she's so it has to be a kid. <laughs> What do I need to expect when getting in a relationship with Autobot? Um, girl, if you a freshman and he a senior, leave it alone. I'm gonna let you know right now. He only want one thing from you. Yeah. That cooch gooch. It's nothing to be like the movies. Y'all are not gonna fall in love. It's mm-hmm. not a love. These older men, they like to pray on young naive girls and i'm not saying you're naive or anything but older men that's what they do 
they and like you to are naive like if you're younger and he's older you're naive because you don't know what he knows like you don't have the same you experience been, you ha- yeah you haven't experienced what he's experienced so you're naive in a, in a girl you i'm gonna be a real with you you why do you even want to be in a relationship with an older boy that's just like baggage because he used to bitches fixing him sandwiches and shit you ain't got time for that you got math homework to do drop him <laughs> Like, it's I'm, not as cute as you might think it is. Oh, my gosh. No, for real. Because that makes me think about, like, um, situations I've seen play out where girls would deal with older boys. And the older boy would be so manipulative, controlling, lying, a little abusive. And I just think that they like to, you know, they prey on younger girls. That's what I expect. They scare me. Mm-mm. They do. Especially, like, okay. and if you're in high school and he's in his twenties, you should be scared. You should be afraid. You shouldn't even um, want to. I have a book recommendation for you. Read "Someone to Love Me." It's from the Blueford High series. I've been reading that book since I was in fourth or fifth grade. I've been having that book. I've been having mm-hmm. the same book for that long because my grandmother gave it to me. Um, Cause my grandma was a teacher and she had like a big box of books and I saw this book and she was a young girl dealing with an older boy. And I think that is the best representation of this question. And I'm not saying that all older boys are abusive and things, but it's still like, if you're young, if you're young, like I think you are, cause you're giving me like freshman vibes, sophomore vibes. Yeah. And he's giving me senior maybe in college type of vibe then i think you should be weary of his motives and what his true intentions are because um that just don't seem right like why can't you get a girl your age you know what i'm saying i find that weird when a guy can't get a girl his age like remember that one boy in high school the one they had the gay rumors going on And he yeah. would always date girls way younger than us. And like, it was weird. Like, about middle school. Like, middle school. Yes. And like it's the fact school. that... He, okay, I'm not even going to... That's going to give it away who I'm talking about. But, yeah. So, he would date girls, like, way younger. And it's just like, why can't you get a girl your age? You know what I'm saying? It's just weird shit like that. Yeah. So, those are things you should look out for. All yeah. right. Question number two. Hey girls, I just turned 18 and my mom kicked me out. What advice could you give me? Um, this is difficult. I don't know. Seeing as how I've never been kicked out. And I really me can't. Too. I can't tell you what that experience is like. And I should have yeah. asked. I should have asked my, um, our homegirl, her experience. Because yeah. I know someone who's dealt with that. And this is what I can tell you from the outside looking in on the situation I've seen happen. The best thing you can do is get a job and work for yourself and hustle because you really got to get it out the mud. Something that's telling me that you might be back at home now because it's been a while since we recorded an episode, but it's all about hustling and becoming more, um, I hope you got your street smarts on you. And I, I, I sound very rude. I feel like I'm sounding very like rude about it. Cause but it's true. Cause like delicate. our friend, our friend who went through that, like she really did hustle. And, like when you see like where she is now in her life, like you'd be like so shocked that she did that all by herself. So yeah. it makes you stronger. Yeah, it does. So I mean, don't take it. Because you know what? The thing is, I was expecting to get kicked out at 18. Because I've always thought that once you turn 18, your parents don't have... They don't want you... Like, they don't have to be there for you. But, you know, I, 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 I'm I lucky enough to not have experienced that type of... um Yeah. That type of situation. Because I think... Like, I feel like 18 is way too young to be out on your own. You are barely... You're not, you can barely do things. I mean, 18 is still a teenager. I honestly think what should be legalized as an adult is 20 because 18 is just way too young 
to be yeah. out on your own like that. Bitch, if my mom would have kicked me out at 18, I don't know where I would have went. I would have went straight to my daddy's house. I'm going to tell y'all that right now. I went marching right to his house, baby, with whatever. And at the time, at 18, I didn't have no damn money. So I feel like that is just like, uh, I don't know. I really, I, I couldn't imagine why parents do things like that. And this goes back to mothers be hanging on their daughters. <laughs> I'm sorry, sis. It's giving me hater vibes. It's giving me hater vibes. It is. Because why would your mom kick you out? Like, but what? they don't be kicking their grown ass sons out. They don't no. be kicking their grown ass sons out. But they they'd be quick to kick out their daughter. So, um, yeah. But I think you have to hustle. If you got a couch surf, if you got to find, you know, call with your friends and be like, hey, can I? And that's what the way you build yourself up. You get you a car first. You work some more, save up for an apartment. Or if you're 18, because the end of the year is coming up. If you're going to college, that is, I think college is one of your best bets. Because the housing and, you know, campus, you can get a job on campus and things like that. But I definitely think that you should have a conversation with your mom as in terms of what, where y'all relationship stands, because I'm gonna be honest, if my mom would have kicked me out for turning 18, I, I think we would not be cool. That's not cool. I don't like that. But if you can try to get back in the house, you definitely should. <laughs> now, don't say that now. <laughs> whatever environment if the environment isn't unlivable if it's a toxic environment do not go back you all you gonna show her is that you're stronger than what she thought you were and that's all that matters because i promise you at the end of the day you go come out 10 times stronger 10 times better 10 times richer and you might mama might be calling your phone asking for a place to live so you just, you know, a hustle, a grind. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so if you have any questions or want advice, just email us at asknora at gmail.com. And hopefully we'll be back next week with another episode. And not on a hiatus. Hopefully. hopefully. All right, y'all. <laughs> We're wrapping this one out. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Oh, girl, where did you get your hair? <laughs> You're going to jail. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's how the commercials be. But today we're just going to talk about Celine Hair Co. So y'all can get y'all bundles. It's 100% Brazilian virgin hair. We offer HD lace, transparent lace, and textures, body wave, straight loose wave, and deep curly. We also offer custom made wigs, regular wigs, closure wigs, and just closures and frontals separate. Hmm, yeah, y'all go look at my girl. And what's your Instagram name? You can follow me at Celine Hair Co. That's on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, everywhere. And mm, she international. <laughs> we're, we're not international yet. <laughs> we're not international yet. <laughs> but we will be. So, yeah, come yourself to an internet near you. All right. Thank you guys for watching this episode and we'll see you guys later. If you want to hear more from New Aura, follow us on Instagram at The New Aura Podcast. Or if you have a question for us, email us at asknewaura at gmail.com.